This is FinCast, the podcast from J2 Innovations, the creators of Fin Framework, an innovative software framework for smart buildings, smart equipment, and IoT. Hello and welcome again to the FinCast. I'm Steve Randall, and as we're digesting COP26, the UN's climate change conference in Glasgow, climate change is on the agenda. An escalated response to cutting carbon emissions is needed, especially if we're to get progress towards limiting the rise in global temperature to 1.5 degrees C and forego a global disaster. So what can we do about it? And how does the buildings and equipment industry have a role? Let's get some perspectives from our panel. My name is Alex. I'm the CEO of J2. I joined the company three years ago after the acquisition through Siemens. I worked for many years in the smart building industry, previously with Siemens, and I'm also a designated member of the Project Haystack board. I'm Domenico Di Canosa. I'm the sales director for J2 Innovation in uh, EMEA, in Southern Europe specifically. I'm based in Italy, and I'm in this industry since bit more than 20 years. I'm also pleased to be the president of SBA in Italy, which is the Smart Building Alliance for Smart City. I'm Emmanuel, so Emmanuel Francois. I'm um, the sales manager of um, a German company, Enocean GmbA, which um, is leader for energy harvesting uh, IoT, or, so wireless and batteryless IoT. And I'm also the co-founder of the SBA, the Smart Building Alliance, I founded uh, 10 years ago. Let's start with a question to all of you. What does sustainability and lowering your carbon emissions mean to you? First of all, I think that this always has to do also with what type of technology we use. And that drives a lot also the the CO2 that we bring into the air with whatever we do. Uh, So I, I try to always work with latest technology. The other is I try to reduce my own footprint by using, let's say, the most energy efficient or most sustainable way of transportation. But then also I decided to join the building industry and being part of those that provide innovation and technology to this market to make it more energy efficient. Excellent. Emmanuel? Use less uh, resources for uh, at least the same uh, service. Optimize the use of existing uh, equipments our existing buildings and um, enable that uh, the solution which are in place can be used for many services and uh, uh, can last also uh, as long as possible. Fantastic. Domenico, what does sustainability and lowering your carbon emissions mean to you? If you are thinking to do something, think twice. <laughs> Try to don't do it if it's not strictly necessary. Use the lowest impact possible let's say energy for doing something like heating uh, your house you know it's very important that we use whatever we have let's say uh, rather than build on top or you know doing something complicated or do what we want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I mean, one of the big things that we knew anyway before COP26 was that buildings use a lot of energy. They they contribute a lot to climate change. You've worked in the buildings industry for a long time, Domenico. What, what, what are the challenges faced by buildings regarding energy use? Well, first of all, uh, the majority of the buildings that we have in Europe is quite old. So they've not been built with the energy in mind. Clearly, the population is growing, but we have a lot of houses which are empty because there were a lot of people that uh, owned two houses in the past. This is not any longer the case in the future. We can reuse a lot of the space that we have and make it very efficient for, for the future. And so this is the first challenge, you know, try to isolate whatever we have 
and to make it functional for the people that are living in. This is something that we as a community need to learn. And we learned probably because of the, of the COVID and the lockdown in Europe. You know, we, we are staying much more in, in our houses and we needed to bring some services to our houses. Now it's time to make it efficient, you know, and, and to make it, uh, you know, using less energy possible. It's true. The, the, the whole market is a big one for sure. But I think also if we look at the commercial buildings and, and commercial is spanning widely, right? We, we start with schools, um, go all the way to universities. Uh, we start with little hospitals in smaller cities, all the way going to very big hospitals, uh, small and large airports. They also are quite a significant part of the total buildings that are out there. And even there, if you look into those buildings, you will only see in a, in a very small part of them that they're actually managed in a very energy efficient way. And we, for example, we've, we've done studies at J2, also um, previously in Siemens. And you can also read this a lot in the industry that we estimate only probably 20% of all commercial buildings are actually managed with some sort of intelligence, some sort of building automation system. So it is for sure the homes that are a big part, but also a big, big chunk of commercial buildings are not managed in an energy efficient way. And that's something that we have to tackle as well. Emmanuel, let me bring you in on this because, uh, you know, we're talking about the smart buildings technology there, Alex, uh, you know, referring to that. How do you think the smart buildings industry can be part of the road to carbon net zero? What what more needs to be done? <laughs> well, um, I have a lot, a lot. Uh, I would say first, um, um, uh, the the buildings uh, represent uh, more than forty uh, percent uh, in Europe. It's uh, rather forty five percent of the global energy consumption. So um, it's a major issue, and also it represents more than twenty five percent of the greenhouse emission. Uh, but for, beside it, um, uh, since uh, transportation, the the mobility is moving from thermal to electricity. And the cars will be also uh, powered in the buildings. So uh, maybe, well, certainly within 10 years, it will not be 45% of energy consumption, but uh, more than 55%. So we see that uh, there is a huge challenge to solve at short term. How the buildings can reduce their energy consumption and contribute less to the greenhouse emission. And uh, at this regard, the major challenge is following. We, human, we have changed because of digital. Uh, our activities have fully changed. We are not working like before. We are not moving like before. We are not uh, teaching like before. We are not um, living like before. Everything is changing. But the buildings haven't changed. And um, it's very complicated, especially because uh, in, uh, in, in, in Europe, uh, there haven't been wars, I would say, uh, since t 70 years. And the, the buildings are very old and not adapted to the new usages. So there is a major change, to a, a major change which is necessary. We need to move from rigid buildings to flexible buildings, to multi-usage buildings, to optimize the use of the buildings. A buildings who are used 30% of the time needs to be used more than 50%. That is the target we need to have. And also they are isolated. A building today is isolated 
and uh, whatever the buildings are surrounding him. But today it's it's no more that. The buildings need to be integrated to their environment, to the district. It is necessary. It's fully necessary. So that's the reason why um, for um, to, to achieve to this uh, wish, the buildings need to be equipped and digitalized. And that's a major, major issue because uh, this is not yet in the DNA of the building industry. So we need really to support them, to, to train them, and, uh, and very rapidly. And buildings need to adapt themselves to users and to their environment. Absolutely. And, and we'll talk about your role as chairman of SBA France in a moment. But um, Domenico, I mean, you've been part of founding the Smart Buildings Alliance, the SBA in Italy. Tell us a bit more about what SBA is and, and what it does. Yes, of course. I've been actually invited by, by Emmanuel in, uh, in doing this together with Ernesto Santini, another great guy from the industry, a former CTO of the Grand Group, a uh, guy which has a global experience and, and has been uh, uh, quite a journey because in the end, we, we, we were a group of 22 people at the, the date of founding, which, which is great because it's everything started from a conversation and we everyone found exactly in the same situation where you know, there were a lot of needs yet to be satisfied by uh, building owners, by building managers and, and by end user, where the industries, which is full of technology, cannot provide yet that level of services or uh, expectation. You know, so we, we, we actually have this aim, you know, uh, as SBA to be the one that brings real needs to the table of the technology and where the technology can contribute, not the other way around, around no, where the technology talks about themselves and, you know, it's just something that is just building to be more fancy than the other competitor. No, we don't need that. We need to use what we have to the maximum possibility. If we think about cars 20 years ago or even 30 years ago, they were barely sign of electronic in a car. Today, cars will not be produced without less than 20 computers on board. So the things that, you know, we use the less, which is probably the car, has way more, uh, you know, digital services than, than the house, where we stay probably 64% of our entire life. So this is a part of thing that we need to change. And we, we, we really, you know, look into each other's eyes and say, okay, SBA is targeting at these. We need to follow up with these also in Italy. So let's take from the great experience that they had in France and, and go further. And this is uh, where we are today. We, we actually have more than 50 companies joining SBA for this purpose, you know, make it real, make it happen, bring services into, into the, 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 the buildings, make them more efficiency, bring what we need closer to us in our real environment where we stay and spend more time. Alex, do you want to pick up on what you've heard from Domenico and Emmanuel? Yes. So I think these are, these are great points. Um, that both Emmanuel and Domenico make. I'm a big fan of what SBA is driving for the industry. We as J2 see it very similar. We see it actually the same way. The buildings are the biggest energy consumer in the world because again, 80% of all commercial buildings do not have any significant automation or technology in place. So they are basically, if you take the anecdote of a car, again, they are basically like cars without a steering wheel and a speedometer. And what we need to think about and what also the industry needs to think about and what we also think about at J2 
is how can we make those 80% of buildings have access to technology that today is only available to the other 20% of the most sophisticated, more complex, more expensive buildings. We've been looking into some buildings in the US during the peak of the pandemic last year, and there were office buildings with almost no occupants in the building. So it went down from 80% utilization to five. And still the energy consumed was 90, 95% of the previous year. And why is that? Because no one is actually looking at those systems. They continue to run in the old fashion. They might even sometimes have sensing technology in them, but they don't have the brain that is able to bring together, for example, space utilization and what you need to bring in with regard to heating and cooling into such buildings. Now, Emmanuel, we've heard Domenico say what SBA Italy does. Is it similar in France? And where is the industry now? Is is this being adopted well? Uh, well, um, <laughs> we are still struggling, and, and that's the reason why we exist, because there is a big need to support all the stakeholders. We are uh, living a major transition, and uh, it's not easy because uh, it needs to change uh, buildings, uh, models, business models change from technology. Everything is to, is changing, and um, of course, uh, the, um, the stakeholders uh, are not so. Um, <laughs> it's not so easy for them, but they have no choice. And more and more, they understand they have no choice. Two things are accelerating. Beside the COVID, we we lived. Uh, the first one is uh, cybersecurity. Because you have digital everywhere, in every every device. If we don't care, anyway, there is a big risk. There are no reference framework on which all the stakeholders can uh, rely on. We are going in a big mess. And the second point is uh, this mutation from thermical car to uh, electrical car. And here too, if um, the buildings are not equipped with by digital and with uh, um, interoperable systems to enable smart energy or smart control of the energy, it will be also, uh, I would say, a mess. And quite rapidly, within the next three to five years, because when every inhabitant in our Europeans will, will want to charge their, their car at eight o'clock in the evening, it will not work. So, of course, that we will need a digital. Uh, since SBA started 10 years before all, uh, we are now in advance with a concrete um, uh, reference framework, digital trust framework for all stakeholders on which they can rely. And uh, that's the reason why I think um, we have a nice opportunity to extend SBA in all Europe for the a common good. And that's uh, what is driving us. Thanks, Emmanuel. And Domenico, how do things differ from your perspective? Um, in Italy, we have this plan um, of uh, connectivity for every building and this plan for, you know, incentivating people in refurbishing the, the, the buildings uh, with a mix of, uh, you know, isolation plus automation where the government gives you uh, more than you spend, actually, to refurbish the, the, the building and to cover all the bank costs, uh, which is a, a big generator of demand that cannot be uh, faced, as Manuel was stressing, with, with, uh, without knowledge about IT and without knowledge about connectivity, connectivity because it's not bringing IoT 
cloud-connected devices that we are uh, automating uh, houses or buildings. This is just going to increase the traffic over the internet and eventually increase the energy consumption because uh, network and data means energy consumption. While we need to process data as close as possible to the, the, the limit of the administration, which means you, know, you need to have computational power in houses, you need to have computational power in buildings and then in cities in a way that only the open data, normalized data that are really needed to the external, let's say, boundaries from our homes are uh, brought outside to the functionality you know, of interaction of, of the building and the rest of the things stays in-house. So this is, for instance, a concept uh, where a lot of other companies uh, are working, you know, and where the concept is not there for, for the builders and, and for the managers of the data. The tendency is still to bring all the data from the, the, uh, the home, from the building into a server, maybe in China, and then do some sort of, uh, you know, AI statistics of the building and provide some data back. This is not functional. We need to get to a solution where the computational power and the automation is close to the action, again, with the good principle of automation. And uh, um, it's, a thing, it's something that uh, is, a, is a mix in process and not. We need to underline that uh, there is smart building. So smart building is a, a building equipped with uh, automatism and also digital. Uh, and there is smart building ready to service. And that's the difference we, we underlined by SBA because uh, smart building ready to service, so that's the framework we are promoting, is of course uh, scalable, is sustainable, and is ready to be integrated in a smart district because open data, um, interoperability, and uh, IP convergence. And because of these three points, which are clearly defined, uh, it enables the smart buildings to be really integrated in a smart district or the smart territory, which is not totally fully the case of just a, a digital building, which is not uh, following a strict uh, framework. Brilliant. And Alex, um, final word to you then. What is your vision for the future of the industry and how do you see J2's strategy and focus being linked to that? I think the challenge we have overall in the building industry is that there are so many different players involved, facility managers, building owners, building tenants. And it's a little bit different from, for example, the automotive industry, where you can look at these two, three, four, five companies where you can say, look, there is ways to go uh, to achieve your innovation. For example, for the automotive industry, get the electrical cars on top of your agenda. In our building industry, it's a little bit more complex because it's so fragmented. There's so many different players. Every region is different. Every building is different also. So I, I think we will need a lot of good communication between all the different stakeholders. We need a lot of alignment and collaboration. And this is why also Smart Building Alliance is such an important part of that because we need to have that communication between the manufacturers, the facility managers, the enterprise real estate managers, and so on and so forth. And ultimately, my vision for the industry, as I also said previously, is that we will be able to tackle the requirements of those commercial buildings that have so far 
not been addressed with automation. And I don't believe that the answer will be to bring automation that we today see in complex buildings, just like this into simple buildings. I think we need to simplify things. We need to simplify our technology. And this is also what J2 is attempting. So that also in smaller, simpler commercial buildings, that steering wheel and that speedometer can be added. And then over time with other services like integration into the grid, integration to the entire city landscape, and what is offered there in services, we can bring those buildings from being not smart at all to getting smarter and smarter and smarter over time to finally really only consume the energy that they really need in order to provide the tenants with good comfort in good quality. And ultimately, I think it's it's a lot about, yes, us as J2 as a company, maybe, um, and other companies in this environment, but I think it's also a lot about uh, legislation changes and therefore I'm I'm happy about the COP meeting. I'm happy about what the European Union is starting um, with EPPD extensions, but it needs all of us, uh, legislation, industry, owners, users to work together to really make it happen. Guys, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank very you. Much for the thank you. It was nice. Thank thanks for joining. And of course, thank you for listening. Join us again soon on the FinCast. Subscribe to get the latest episodes automatically using your favorite podcast app. Copyright J2 Innovations, a Siemens company. Find us at j2innovations.com.